marched to the beat of my own drum, for better or for worse. And I knew from the beginning I didn't fit into this. I needed to create my own situation, my own space, my own world. Hello, Orb Magic friends, and welcome back. This is Dr. Christina Rawls with Orb Magic. So, a lot has happened in the past few months, <laughs> and I haven't been able to make a last podcast here with Orb Magic. There are a couple people who we had to reschedule, and hopefully they will be a part of season four. Um, and I moved back from... Ohio, from Ohio, I went to Minnesota this past year. You can even hear it in the way I say the words still, Minnesota. <laughs> um, and I came back to Ohio. And so I have been building my business and practice. And so humbled, so grateful, so amazing, so beautiful. Did a lot of work with Gary Mannion, physical seance medium, psychic surgeon, very credible. He's been tested over 70 times by scientists and related investigators and, you know, paranormal type or um, supernormal type investigators, but mostly scientists and the like. They even think made a documentary about him with the BBC a few years ago. I haven't seen it yet, but that mentoring went very well for four months this year, this past summer. So grateful. And one of the last things recommended before I had to move on and save money, <laughs> basically, um, was that I should be sitting under blue light. And so I started, and that came right from Jimmy and Abraham, his indirect voice, his spirit team, while he was in trance, that I can continue the red light transfiguration on camera for documentation, if anyone wants to try to see that or do that with me, or in general, just keep developing and see who shows up on camera. You know, Red Cloud and Einstein have been two of many who have showed up already on camera with witnesses. Um, but also to continue developing the trance under blue light so that, as they said, quote unquote, everyone can see spirit with their own eyes in the room, unquote. You know, not just on camera. Hard to believe for some people, I know. And healthy skepticism is welcome but it's real and we can prove it and what's really beautiful is not just the proof of that life goes on after physical human death and the connections made and the messages given and the love and the experimentation and working with our spirit teams like our own collaboration scientific collaboration and it has to be of your free will so who works on your team it was up to you and your team before you reincarnated, but while you're on the earth plane, the continued work has to be your choice and it has to be with people you trust 2000% without anyone else interfering in the background for any reason. Otherwise, you can get sick, things can go wrong, it won't develop properly, and of course that feeling inside your heart when you can't trust people, right? You need to be able to trust the people in your development circle there can't be anything else going on other than informed, compassionate, cautious, and 
wonderful collaborations and development with the people who you have free will chosen (laughs) and who have chosen also by their free will with their spirit teams to be there to help. I now have some of those and I'm so, 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 so grateful for that. So that's going well. And I wanted to just end season three by saying thank you, thank you, thank you with all my heart this year in 2023 to all the special, beautiful, wonderful guests that have been on the podcast, including but not limited to Mark Gober right at the beginning, who, by the way, is on the top podcast everybody's been listening to. <laughs> I guess the most people have streamed that interview this this season. Um, but uh, thank you also to Shannon Taggart and Tanya Berg, although I did her podcast with Life Continuing. She was still a part of this year uh, early on in many ways um and then all the other guests and isabelle duchenne from belgium when we did her interview the the listenership is that a word skyrocketed and there were people listening in belgium the netherlands the uk um and the united states so thank you thank you thank you for everyone from season three and just in general all of you who want to be here the few of you who are here (laughs) listening. Um, I wanted to end this season with some excerpts of a YouTube interview I just did with Kai Muga. He was the first interview in season two, so if you want to go back and listen to that. But I have a new YouTube channel, at Christina Rawls, and I'm putting up there just what trance channeling is, how it works for me. I'm at the level of called overshadowing, and then, you know, I did a first interview on YouTube live with Kai and Julia was in the background watching. <laughs> um, but Kai was there. It was wonderful. And I'm going to play some excerpts. But if you want to see or hear and listen to the whole interview, it is on YouTube and uh, on my channel. And so I also want to play a few excerpts from an amazing new documentary that was just released at the end of November on John Baptiste and his, the musician, genius, artist, uh, innovator, collaborator, jazz, aficionado, classical, rock, all of it, you name it. He's also the person who plays piano for The Late Show with Stephen Colbert, but He has done many, many, many other things, including bringing the, uh, what's it called? The harmonia, I think, harmonica, harmonia, (laughs) to the forefront at Juilliard Music School where they made fun of him and told him he needed psychiatric help for that. And then now there's a mural dedicated to him um, with that instrument. And if you don't know what I'm talking about, and I think I got the word wrong, but it's looks like a little piano that you blow into and then play with your fingers. A lot of us grew up in the United States playing those in elementary school and middle school and actually learning about music by playing on those. But he uses one all the time and he's so brilliant with it. But there's a new documentary about him and his wife, Suleika, and her struggles with leukemia and their marriage, which was all happening recently in the past few years. At the same time, that John released his amazing first full album. I do believe it's the first full album, 
You might have heard the song Freedom already, if not more. The whole album is solid. It's so, so brilliant. And he was nominated for 11 Grammys. And he was nominated for 11 Grammys. He found out about that the same day, I think, that they found out that Solika needed to start bone marrow, a bone marrow um, transplant for her leukemia. So the documentary is so beautiful and amazing and raw and real and genuine. And I just, I'm loving it. And so if you want to look that up, it is on Netflix. Um, I believe it's called American Symphony. Uh, But it was just dropped this week and in November. Happy beginning of December, by the way. And happy holidays if you celebrate. I'm going to play just a few clips from that documentary here as well that really spoke to me personally about my own journey currently and in the past few years transitioning from being a professor by choice to a medium. And so it just was so beautiful when I started to make this introduction also. I just saw this moment about 50 minutes into the documentary and I was like, yay, so amazing. Poor Selika, she's not poor at all. She's an artist, she's brilliant, she's amazing. But she's struggling and suffering and she's in the hospital bed and she um, said that the nurses got all excited because her treatment started at like at a marker 1010 and they were like, oh, perfect, 1010. And she said it would have been even more perfect if it was at 1111. And John laughs and says 1010 is just fine too. But I understood and got what she meant by that 1111 reference. And my heart was sore, and I was like, Suleika is an 1111 person. Suleika understands 1111 is real. Oh, so beautiful. And, she, and it made her feel amazing when she said it and when she thought it, right at that moment where she's getting another bone marrow tra- you know, treatment. She's got all the IVs and everything. That moment, that thought, that spiritual connection of reality actually because it is real the greater reality that 1111 sign which is real it is from the spirit world and is helpful and is beautiful and loving and creative and she knew it and she knows it and she knows it's real and it made her feel happy just to think of it and to have that sign in her own life so here's to you John and Salika. Here's to everybody who's listened to Orb Magic 1111 style. My website, as you know, is drchris1111.com. And I just want to say thanks for being here this year to everybody. It's been so much fun. Thanks for humoring me. Love ya. And see you next season.
thank you, Kai, for being here. I want to thank you for being here. How are you today? And hello to everybody who's joining us. Thank you very much. Thank you for having me and hello to everybody. I think we just got it fixed. I think we're good. I want to say this is my first live stream on YouTube on the new channel. So thanks for everybody's oh, patience. <laughs> How are you tonight? How's Germany? Are you back in Germany? Yes, yes, yes. We are back in Germany and Germany is cold, like always cold weather, cold hearts. <laughs> no. but, uh, we have our safe islands, you know? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, I want to thank you and Julia. I know that Julia couldn't be with us right now, but I want to thank you both for agreeing to this and thank you for being here. Um, so for those yeah, who don't know who you are and why, you know, what you do, um, and there's lots of interviews now and lots of podcasts and we can send everybody to all of those places. But can you tell everyone about physical mediumship and who you are and what you do? Just give us the, the gist. Mm, yeah, physical mediumship is, is part of uh, a spiritual tradition that is as old as uh, the human being is old, it is an ancient tradition of spirit communication. It's a specific form of um, spirit communication. Uh, it is to facilitate the available energies made available by a specific number of present guests and sitters. And on behalf of that amount of energy, these sitters are, are capable to uh, introduce into the process the these spirits are uh, capable to manifest when we are lucky they do manifest on uh, different planes of perception as they always did in the history between the supernatural and the human being so that is not so special as uh, there is the notion many people believe physical in physical phenomena are uh, extremely rare. No, they are not. And they were always part of the repertoire of the supernatural. Yeah, yeah. Because I'm Kai and, and I'm, this, was, this was given to me since I was a child, very early. And there were some uh, main focal moments in my up bringing and since I'm 15 I'm now 55 so since 40 years I am giving seances yes that's a long time and for those who oh, don't yes. that's that's like I mean I'm gonna be 48 that's a long time to be doing seances I just got started publicly you know and with you know mm. mediumship um but that's a that's decades uh that you've been yes. doing seances I remember you saying in a podcast you did with Orb Magic in January of 2022, I remember you saying you had experiences as a child and you started doing like mini seances when you were like 14 or 15. Um, so is that what you mean by 40 years? Uh, uh, that's right. From a very early age on, and it was before I went to school, so um, I uh, estimate it was around my fourth year of age, 
I started to experience out-of-body episodes and it took a time until I could somehow sort that out in a very childish uh, way. Uh, of course, today I can use um, very different terms to talk about it and to describe it. But then it was very difficult to understand what uh, really was going on. And this was uh, slightly diminishing when I went to school and um, yeah, it, it was a little bit, uh, sometimes it was a little, a little bit stronger and sometimes it was not so strong until I was 11 year of age. And then for a second time, the spirit world was in a way revealing itself to myself that I started to think, ah, what is this? Is this, this a coincidence or is there something that wants me to look at it in a specific way? And um, I always felt very mature when I was 11, just turning 12. I felt like a 16 years of age, actually. And I was trying to visit the movies that were for kids of <laughs> 16 years of age. <laughs> yeah, um, my family used to say the same thing. They used to say, she's five going on 30. <laughs> yeah, I see. Yeah, um, and because, because I was uh, coming from a, a teacher's household, I was so very well trained in, in reading. I, I was reading from a very early um, year of age and uh, when I started to actually look into it I was uh, actually um, uh, reading the, the classical German literature about it and that was the basis to form a first seance circle when I was 15 in the boarding school. Yeah, yeah. Well, and that it's the all started. <laughs> for for people who don't know, just in general, can you give a definition you're confident in that you like about physical mediumship, physical manifestation, trance, and the difference from mental mediumship? Yes, um, mental mediumship is actually. Uh, being executed in the environment of the so-called spiritualism. And spiritualism is uh, development from the, from the basic, more traditional form, spiritism, because spiritism simply means talking to spirits. And spiritualism actually is a belief system. Spiritualism says... I am believing in life after death and I'm looking for mediums who, uh, who prove that to me. So there is the relationship between mental mediums and uh, people who visit or uh, who adore the work of mental mediums and um, um, there is a lot of uh, there is many grief work be done, uh, which I very much appreciate. And um, 
Yeah, but it is a, a belief system and it is the try to uh, stabilize this uh, belief system. And it, uh, until today, this belief system has grown to the, to the point in time in which they want to prove or want mediums that prove it, uh, that not only uh, consciousness is surviving or a spirit or a soul is surviving, no, that the personality actually is surviving. Yeah. So that, that actually means in the afterlife, uh, we are exactly the, the same who we are now. But the better and parts of ourselves I've seen in my own yeah, mental mediumship. In, in the, <laughs> the more loving, the interesting, creative parts of ourselves. <laughs> uh, in the afterlife, usually everything is a little bit more... Creative and loving. Yeah. Yes. yes yeah. Yes. <laughs> um, but you were talking about spiritualism and that's, you know, yeah, it, they've taken over the mental mediumship and, and even in some ways the physical mediumship world in the past 200 years, but... What would you say your definition is and the difference with physical mediumship and what you do today? Because, you know. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, um, you know, when, 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 when spiritualism and there was the, the overtake of the so-called survivalists. So uh, that's a um, party of spiritists who were uh, mainly interested in this survival question. Um at that time, there were different influences uh, in, into the spiritistic world. I mean, basically, it were the big wars who created so much loss that there was a huge demand for the people to get in contact with the disease, let's say, because the spirit world is extremely huge. Yeah. There are spirits of all imaginable sorts. Yeah. Uh, and uh, amongst all those, there are there is the section of afterlife existence. Right. Uh, the, the, the spirits of the dead. And so they used this possibility actually to try to have a last saying to somebody who was who had died on the battlefield. Uh, but basically, I mean, when, when we look at Cesare Lombroso's hypnotical and spiritistical research, that this book is from 1880-something, he is describing the uh, contemporary or the then mediumship scene. And he is describing that people were channeling uh, extraterrestrials and uh, actually the languages and the letters from the alphabet of the extraterrestrial yeah. languages. So at these times, people were really uh, living a very free spirit within spiritism and were in contact with all sorts of beings, with angelic beings, with masters of all sorts, with nature spirits, of course, with extraterrestrials, um, with Babylonian kings and queens and monks and whatnot. And not to forget 
of course, the Northern American Indians. Right, right. Because the Northern American Indians were a main fuel yeah. for, for the developing young role model of a modern Western medium. The new modern Western mediums were looking for a spiritual um, support and there were not many role models for them available. Very early it was talked about trance. Nobody actually knew what trance was because hypnosis was not yet um, um, de uh, developed. Uh, still there was, in Germany we say, the tierische Magnetismus, the animal magnetism. Yeah. It is a, a form of, of early... Uh, hypnotism. Um, there were the Presbyterians. This, this were this was a, a, a religious, a charismatic uh, believers in God, who in their most ecstatic states were believing they were speaking the language of the gods, what we are calling glossolalia. Yeah, yeah. Is, is it in yeah. English the right word? Glossolalia. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah. glossolalia, so, something like that. <laughs> glossolalia, yeah, lalia, something lalia, like lalia, I can't, lalia, I can't lalia, pronounce lalia. many words either. Don't worry, um, but yeah, yeah, I think it's something like that. Yeah, yeah. but but and it's were, and, and then, go ahead. Sorry, yeah. And and if you educated uh, may have heard of um, trance and dance rituals right. from uh, afar, right. Uh, but the closest role model were the wondrous stories the people were bringing with them when they were well, when they had their visit at the medicine men because Western medicine could not help them anymore and they were going to the tribes and were begging for help and um yeah, uh, like a Uwippy shaking tent ceremony with yes, and different other. Yeah, the Uwippy is with the Lakota actually the the oldest spirit and healing ceremonies. This is really a, um, um, a, um, a holy thing, the Uwippy ceremony or the Luwampi ceremony. The shaking tent and in the end i believe more or less all of the original around 500 um different and other american indian tribes had comparable or alike forms of calling the spirits so this is why until today uh, um, American mediums, it's very popular, but also English mediums, it is very popular with to have a Northern American Indian uh, in the spirit guide pantheon. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I, 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 in the beginning, I, I could not understand that because, uh, of course, I knew of the genocide, this, which is going on. Um, yeah, more or less uh, until today, because nobody is really helping. Um, at least some of the folks are still very under pressure, life-threatening pressure uh, regarding the conditions of the reservation and so forth. 
and the conditions under which they live and so forth. I, I thought Obama may have changed uh, something, but he did not. Yeah. So, and it took it took a few years until I understood. Ah, that's the connection. Um, you and talked about the spirit guide. So, for those who don't know. We all have spirit guides, our higher self, our soul being our main spirit guide, but physical mediums in particular have a spirit guide group. Sometimes many, many, I've heard up to 40,000 people might be needed in spirit just to make one seance possible. But we have a main spirit group and often there is an indigenous guide as a part of our main group so we've heard of Not yellow TV. feather red cloud right you know white owl yes, yes yes is that that's what you were referring to when you said spirit team right with indigenous yeah yeah yeah, yeah. i i don't know if, if if this is um only happening with a so-called physical mediums I, I think some mental yeah Mediums and the and the word mental is not directly referring to their mental state, so right. there is another meaning of a right. mental. Maybe. Um, yeah, I mean this is this is also something that was originally not discerned. Uh, you know, uh, I read in in a book that when the this Western movement began, the Western movement of spiritism, and we are talking about that mainly because it is the biggest Western spiritual movement after the established religions. So this is what we are talking about here. The biggest spiritual movement uh, since, um, uh, besides the established religion, even before Eastern yogism or esotericism, um, and um, what did I want to say? Well, oh, for those who just joined us, for those, I'll get you back there. But for those who just joined us, oh, because yes, the yeah, 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 is, yeah, yeah. Okay, okay, all right, yes. And you know, this this Western movement, it started with physical phenomena. I want to underline that here. The Western movement of spiritism, it started with physical phenomena, right? Uh, strong knock knockings classical spiritual phenomena if you wish so in the house of a family of five uh, in northern new york right rochester, rochester the fox sisters mm -hmm. right mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. yeah and the fox sisters uh, already two years after the knockings at their family home already Two years later, all of them, all three of them, were professional mediums working uh, all over the United States because this is an interesting story not everybody knows about. You know, it's, I don't know, shall we talk about it? It is uh, how this went on with the knockings after they had discovered that it is intelligent knocking and a dead one claimed to be wanting a funeral and that, yeah. that was the reason for the knocking. Yeah. Like, 
the noise. And, and they found evidence under, when they unearthed the house. I mean, they found evidence that the Fox sisters were real and that the knocking was real. And like that, they found that evidence later under the house, right? The, the man they claimed to be knocking said he had been left stuff. And when he left the house, you know, when he either died, I forget, or left the house, there was stuff that was left under the house, right? Where he was hiding. Yeah, his bones were found there. Yeah. His bones were yeah. found there. He claimed that a former tenant of the house had slaughtered him. Oof, he was... right, right. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And, and they, they did yeah. find proof, though, of this, what the Fox sisters had been saying. Was, Indeed. Yeah, Indeed. yeah. Indeed. Yeah, years and later. Yes, yeah, I, I don't know. But what I know is that all the press, and it is um, also maybe an, a surprising fact for many, but 1848, this was happening. Um, America and the big cities, but also the small cities, had a very, a very sophisticated press uh, organ coverage and when these these occurrences happened uh, fr uh, from all I, I nearly want to say from all uh, america um press organs or press repre representatives came and they were covering the story and why were they so eager to do that uh, because in these times when materialism was already so rich, it was already the time when hundreds of patents every day were um, uh, administered to the government. You know, you have to, to give it a number, yeah, a patent number. Yeah, a patent. For, ev for, for every run of life. Right. On the material side, something became invented. And... Um, the people were were eager to um to 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 get on the same speed on the spiritual side and the big four thinkers the philosophical philosophical force thinkers of the then american society they were announcing frequently uh, a, a new world that was to discover it is already very close you humans are already very close and daily it may happen that uh, the western society will discover a new world a, a world that is at the moment still unseen but it will become better visible visible when when it is discovered so everybody was looking for Emanuel Swedenborg was one right. of the main right. forthinkers. I mean, in his Arcania Coelestia, he was describing um, meticulously the movement, the upcoming movement and many of its characteristics. And so... That was the reason why the press was present. What? There is something going on, but it's not explainable. Maybe it is that um, announced, foretold. Right, um, right, right, right. Well, that's, so, all, 
awesome history lesson um, also, you know, for anyone who's not aware of what was happening when the Fox sisters came on the scene in the 1800s when spiritualism was kind of born modern spiritualism. Um, but what would you say is different now, not only with what you do, but with modern, postmodern, contemporaneous uh, seance and physical mediumship today? Because it is real and now we have the science and we keep now building the science of it and it helps so many people. But it's not just about, it's always about healing and, and, and losing our fear of death and learning that life goes on. And, but it's also about the wonder, the sublime part of it, the experimentation, working with uh, the spirit world. So what would you say about it today and like what you do? Um, yeah, um... Um, um, maybe um, one last sentence uh, to this. To, to I, I know I, I make long, long. Sentences. No, I love it. No, please I, do. I, 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 so, <laughs> but at, that, at these times, when then the Fox sisters started to roam, oh the, yeah, the country, yeah, it it is alleged that there were approximately thirty thousand protagonists all over America. Who also said, "Oh, here, I also have this connection." The Fox sisters have thirty thousand. Uh, yeah, it is calculated thirty thousand all over America that, in some way or form, started to become parallel to the Fox sisters, um, active in regards to facilitating a, a, con a contact culture, a contact tradition right. to unseen entities, to unseen intelligences, to unseen wisdom. And at, the, at these times, um, a mediumship was very individual, which, which is, it is still today. And the people had repertoires of abilities in which they could get in and which which they could get into move and make contact in some way or form and with the ones there were the, the mental aspects and with mental we mean actually verbal content right word related content um, and with others they somehow had it uh, in their bodies or could catalyze catalyzate with guests as like we are doing it, um, energies, that there were, was the possibility that spirits may manifest um, physically as well, very shortly only, and sometimes um, very ethereal, but they can, they do manifest. And, Absolutely, I've uh, seen it for myself. I've witnessed <laughs> it with my own eyes, both... Um, yellow feathers hand and arm under red light and also full torso full torso chest body arms um and then also some other um family members in seance who come to visit um so yeah we can see spirit with our eyes 
in a real physical seance. Absolutely. And, and everybody I mean, can. Everybody sees the everybody same can. thing. And that's how it was from the beginning on. Yeah. The supernatural always manifested on all planes of yeah. perception. Yeah. And all planes of physicality uh, from a pure visionary down to an unquestionable physical reality. Marine statues that were weeping and so yeah. forth. You have always hundreds of people were seeing. Um, yeah, maybe it is a, a one day like with the UFOs, which are today called UAPs. That's right. That's right. Or IFOs. Michael Masters calls, uh, he's an expert oh, yeah. and then a friend and he calls them IFOs. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. Identified, yeah, right? UAPs yeah, and IFOs. And we're going to see it explode in our lifetime, the evidence, the connection, the communication. So I think it's really a it's it's a we're going through hard times, but human history has always had hard times. Every generation has had hard times, but I think it's particularly amazing that we're living through the rise and scientific testing and proof of physical and mental mediumship at the same time as the rise of the admitting admitting of the you know ifos and uaps we've already known about forever even the egyptians have known about it forever but at the same time we're also getting this explosion in quantum physics and ai and it's all happening at the same time it's not a surprise i don't think yeah uh, even though the awakening, yeah, <laughs> the awakening of the society right. could have looked a little bit huger, yeah, right, right. a you little know, sooner, a lot sooner, right, was, yeah. Oh yes, but when it was then finally announced, two thousand eighteen, with the article of Leslie Keane yeah. in New York right. Times, right, 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 that there were unquestionable, uh, un known high technology operating right. in their own airspace and right. the American Na Navy mainly and the Air Force um, had a very, very secret um, of observance programs in with which they were observing for decades these strange high-powered and they knew it was, these are no Russians, these are no Chinese. Right. Right. And, so. and, you know, that's funny you mention it because I have a book in front of me that I absolutely love, Pulitzer Prize nominated book called Phenomena by the journalist, uh, investigative journalist Annie Jacobson. And oh, it, okay. it was nominated for Pulitzer Prize in 2017. So it's the real deal. But it's all about the United States government's use of controlled remote viewers Physic testing oh. of physical mediumship, testing of mental mediumship, um, and oh. all the documentation from the decades of... So when people wow. say it's not real, when they say, you know, it's not real, I just, you know, tell people to just do a little bit more, just be open and do a little more homework um, because it is, we know it's real, but... A lot of people don't know it's real and until they have an experience of their own, whether they're grieving and they are, you know, my heart, you know, they lose a child or something and they want to connect and see if that child is still alive somewhere and 
or people experience the physical mediumship seance for themselves, it seems people don't believe on average unless they unless they have an experience of their own. But yes, and and who is wondering? Uh, because uh, people who were all their lives trained and conditionalized to only perceive and live uh, uh, in the in the Western materialistic world, they they have no antennas anymore. For right. Well, we're we're theory. getting. Don't you get excited though? We're getting. It's coming back. I mean, I'm seeing physical mediumship explode right now. Um, yes. Yes, it, yeah, it and mental and mental mediumship. There's a lot of credible mental mediums oh, oh, now. Wonderful, that, yeah, that's absolutely wonderful. But mental mediumship, they have their foot uh, between the door already for quite a time. And well, right, this was this was this was mainly because other influences. We talked about the early influences and how free. The development was in the first years, um, and a very strong influence there was in the European and mirroring to America as well, in the American uh, mediumship scene. And this influence was coming from the German-speaking environment, yeah. because it it was an opposite approach. Yeah, and the and it, spiritualism as it took off all over the world. Exactly. So yeah. we had on the on the one hand we had the survivalists who worked with their belief system, as we were stating at the beginning. And right. On the other hand, we had the German approach, and they called it experimental mediumship or experimental spiritism. Right. And they were not. Uh, announcing any belief systems, they were uh, more or less um, um, purposefully not doing it, and they were saying, "No, we let's experiment, 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 and maybe after hundred, five hundred sessions, we can assume." something like a belief system. Maybe we can then say we believe in this or that. But first, we want to totally freely approach mediums and let's see what they can do. Right. And, and then the governments using controlled remote viewers for decades. For decades. Yes, I know. Yeah. I know. I know. Until they found out that everybody can do it. Right. It's natural law. It's, I mean, yes. we all have it. It's just yes. natural. And by the way, is, is, is this a non-smoker channel? <laughs> no. Oh, oh God, no. Life. No. Life. Uh, although we Will said, we CBD. will, you have free will. You have free will, Kai. <laughs> Not anymore. We, I'm married. We... <laughs> We will send you our These love, the days. our love to Julia. Also, send our love to Julia, and also, yes. you know, you can smoke all you want, but we'll also send our love to your lungs, to your to your lungs. Yes, thank you very much. <laughs> but you have free will, yeah. Um, I will be claiming to all upcoming viewers that this is do not instance. smoke, children. Right. <laughs> 
That's right. I love the smell of one cigarette, you know, just like the smoke of one cigarette floating oh, by. Um, Christina, I love what you're saying. No, just love that smell. I love it. Um, but what about what's going on for you today? Tell people what you're doing today with it. What? Do you, how do you like? What are you doing? I know a little bit about what you're doing, but tell for those who don't don't know your work with Dr. Eckhart Cruz or whatever you want. Your photographs in Shannon Taggart's seance book are phenomenal and that book is phenomenal oh, and a, yes. a game changer right yes oh and her upcoming project is also also so phenomenal yeah wow, 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 yeah wow. um yeah you know um when the germans were losing their influence and this influence was actually facilitating all sorts of mediumship from dancing mediums um, really, uh, who were doing trance dances and so forth. The Germans had a very strong influence onto Scandinavia, onto France, onto Italy. The other, um, other famous German researchers they were working with, Eusebia Palladino. Right. Many Pulitzer or uh, Nobel Prize laureates worked with seance mediums, many Nobel Prize scientists. Um, uh, yes, you know, we've got ectoplasm molds in a French university as we speak, right? Uh, exactly. And it was a Nobel Prize winner who actually implemented the word ectoplasm into parapsychology. And parapsychology was then invented in the 1860s because more and more academics were coming from the sciences and we're talking about unbelievable ongoings. So the rest of the academic society said, we need to clear that up. We, we, we cannot let our biggest names, we cannot lose them right. to spiritualism. Right, and you know, they're doing out. it now today too. We're coming back around where we're getting more. I am a former academic philosophy professor for 15 years, yeah. right? So yeah. we're getting the academics back in the room. We got to get the philosophers back in the seance room. <laughs> mm -hmm. The scientists back in the seance room. Yeah, you know, the problem was that mediums could could never um, um, could never benefit with their reputation right they were working with because in in physical mediumship there are specific uh, conditions needed um, I, 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 I want to I want to make a metaphor in physical mediumship you always at least even if you have developed the, your phenomena you have at least one corner of the room has to stay dark. One corner. Everything else is illuminated. And this one corner will be used in the scientific process of evaluation, at least to theorize that maybe in this corner the fraud has happened. This is very difficult. And uh, by the way, the history of uncountable physical mediums uh, were detected in fraud. This is also not true. This is a morality which were always posed uh, upon mediums by scientists, actually. You know how ruthless the scientific environment sometimes... Right. For better and for worse. For better and for worse. Yeah. Yeah. 
Uh, so uh, what happened was that they were, uh, f for example, detecting mediums that were for 30 years, let's say, uh, were very successful. But mediums are no robots. That has to be clear. And there will be the day coming that a medium of 30 years will helping itself out when the day is not good and there is a group of waiting and expecting guests and you will help yourself out well where they, you can't people have to understand a couple of things about what you just said for clarification um you can't you have to experience it for yourself if you just hear from others or have a fear that it's not real or think in your mind, oh my God, it can't be real because then it overturns half of science, half of philosophy, half of religion. And, you know, it stops people from actually looking into the real science, actually having an experience for themselves with a physical medium. Yeah. But it's, it really is something profound, sublime, natural. I don't know how else to describe how natural it is for us to be able to do this for human it beings. As, it, it is as natural as the supernatural is natural. <laughs> Supernormal, right? We call yeah, it supernormal. Yeah. Um, and it was from the beginning on that people were creating ritualist, ritualistic and ceremonial environments because they wanted, uh, they wanted to have control uh, over these processes, which were usually spontaneous, spontaneously happening. And these ceremonial and ritualistic environments were then created in front, uh, before all thinkable belief systems all over the world. And um, I mean, the, the, the Western spiritistic sales room is such a space such a ritualistic space and um well you were also was, talking about how there was everybody's you know accusing mediumship of fraud there is fraud in every profession first of all firstly there's exactly fraud there's is, good and bad you know exactly. teachers it, good this, and bad this, there's yes. and so to call to but say it was used, but in but in the in the in the in the case of mediumship it was always tried to be used uh, to negate it. Right, right. And it's to still, it's, it. right, to stop it. And it still is. And what I've found as somebody who is also a physical medium and does spirit, a small amount of spirit photography, people say the spirit photography is not real. And I just say, come see for yourself. Come sit with us, sit with me, we'll time and date, stamp it, we'll ask the spirits if they feel like it, if it's up, it's up to them, but we'll ask them if they want to be here, please go over that couch right now, please go over that, and they do, time and date stamp, they listen to requests, so you have to come see it sometimes for yourself, or experience it, or you're just going to think it's not real, because it's so understandably it's biologically hard to comprehend it's biologically yes. hard yes and no yes and no i mean what we 
shall not underestimate right. the influence of the mental mediumship scene. Right. Who was trying to negate it still today against still again, today against better knowledge right until today the biggest and most influent inf, influential uh, education bodies in mental mediumship are doing this for years they are making it lovable they make their jokes in front the tutors in front of their scholars they put white towels in their nose and say, photograph me and right. throw that photograph right. around and right. tell everybody physical mediumship is nonsense. Right. You know, I mean, even in philosophy recently, a couple years ago, there was a, a panel with the famous Daniel Dennett. He's a famous analytic philosopher, but um, he was questioned about, they were talking about the reality of the supernatural and it was a very prestigious panel with also researchers of psi phenomena on there. And when pressed, when pressed um, during this live conference panel, have you ever actually read the research of the reality of psi phenomena? He finally said, this is the philosopher Daniel Dennett, who I otherwise respect because I respect all philosophers. I respect all mediums and we should talk about that too because more mediums need to respect each other if we're going to really help move this along, right? But when pressed, he said, well, of course I didn't read it. I don't have time for that, you know, right? Well, there yeah. it is. There it is, you know? I mean, if you are not interested in it, you, 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 you should not uh, uh, you should not uh, behave uh, as if you. I mean, that's that that's laughable to to stylize yourself as as a philosopher who has something to say about that, and then you learn. Then they and then we learn that you have never read <laughs> anything about, about the psi phenomena or the research. Right? Yeah. Yeah. yeah right. Yeah. Um, so there are probably a few questions here coming in that I'm going to screen for you and just see if there are some questions that people on Facebook are asking. I told them to just, I turned off the comments section on the live stream on YouTube, but I turned, I told people, if you see this and you want to ask Kai a question, please send it to me on Facebook. So I'm going to look at that quick and we'll just uh, talk about it. But while I look at that, what do you, what could you say about the physical mediumship today that you're experiencing today? Yeah, um, in the 2000s, there was the work of the Skull Group. Right, amazing work, I think. Yes, yes. And Beautiful. That was the breakthrough. I mean, with Robin Foy before, and everybody, yeah. Exactly. Uh, in the decades before, physical mediumship could, could never have been extincted because it was a natural part of human mediumship. And there were, for example, in England, there were huge home circle societies like the Zerdin or the Noah's Ark Society. Oh, yeah. Where hundreds, where hundreds of circles and people were working behind the public eye. They did not want to have the ridicule and they did not want to go through the effects of what mental mediumship has 
affected when they were talking so badly about their brothers right. and sisters. That's right. Even you know? today, uh, there's so much bad blood or discussion between mental mediums with each other about how it works. And if you don't follow certain rules it's, I, or with physical mediums and seance mediums um, with each other, uh, my dream is to get all the physical mediums I now know today who are practicing, who are real into the same room for just one day with each other <laughs> to talk about seance mediumship. Um, you know, because we just, it's ego again in so many ways. It's ego and we know better. We know better because we know this is real and beautiful, humane, humanitarian yeah. work. Um, and the spirit world yeah. wants to experiment. They can continue to want to experiment and under safe conditions, it's sublime. It is the definition of sublime. Unquestionably, I mean, it's my saying, but uh, what my experience is over the last uh, 40 years, it will be very uh, hard to overcome this, even though I was never uh, uh, part of a controversy between mediums. I also always tried to be in good relationship and supportive and so forth. Um, but it is very difficult. And then we have strong social dynamics who are actually supporting this back, right. uh, bad mouthing and backstabbing right. thing. Right. You know which which social social dynamics th these are. You know when in the beginning of the movement. Uh, most of the mediums, this was because the population was the biggest, were coming from the so-called working class in England. England was one of the, it was the first country actually in Europe. And most of the mediums were coming from the working class. They were discovering that with the talent they had, they could make some extra pounds, so so to speak. And um, to, uh, to actually, these, these extra pounds uh, should help to get out of the poverty. Most of the working class people were. The English society at that point was, and there was the bourgeoisie, and they were holding the working class under very bad conditions. This happened actually until today. Nah, not really, but the 70s at least when the Thatcherism uh, was on its height in England. So, you know, when then a medium was successful and was able actually to make a few extra pounds, and then there was at the end of the, st at the street, another medium was coming up Yeah. at the end of the street. And, uh, you know, this medium there at the end of the street, when she, when she or he is successful, he will suck away my my customers maybe and then he is taking the butter from the bread of my children yeah and i cannot allow this yeah and so contention starts competition e and exactly isn't that interesting because these were very very wide spread behavioral dynamics which were totally understandable they were fighting for their lives 
they were fighting to, to stay out of poverty. And that had, uh, in, in the following, this was an effect of it. But it doesn't, it's not that it's a poverty issue today, necessarily. No, not, I not mean, really, but it, it, it uh, developed in, in such, in such, in, in such a condition that was so very much implemented in, uh, in the, um, socialization of mediums and the way how they were working in times before the internet, in times before we, um, you know, the, the distribution routes, um, they could use then in small societies, um, or, uh, um, what's the English word of the mind? You know, um, there were spiritual uh, communities, communities, spiritualistic communities, and they were fighting themselves inside of the spiritualistic communities to be the best, and they were making the the others bad, and were telling the people they do not know how it works. That's and so from my own experience, although it's not that that exact way like back then. In my own experience now. I've had those experiences where I've had higher level spiritualists in the spiritual professional spiritualism community turn their nose down on me about my physical mediumship or my physical mediumship interests because it's ex extremely rare and takes 50 years to develop and who do you think you are or but I didn't even know I was a physical medium until a few years ago. So, you know, yeah. you know, it's a, it's still happening where they're trying to control um, a lot about what it is without actually collaborating. Mm. I, I know I have a lot of respect, for example, for the Arthur Finlay College. I even took some of their workshops for advanced mediumship. But I wish they would you know, not not look down on the people who are practicing physical mediumship and who have good hearts, are helping others, practicing it well. You know, it needs to be more of a collaboration. Even today, it's yes, still... Yes, and, and, and I mean, the other Fintech College, I mean, the movement itself, the Lockings in Rochester, the, Paris, the invention of parapsychology, um, because it was the physical phenomena that the people were so fascinated by, and it was the physical phenomena that drew the scientists into the seances. And in the following, bodies like uh, uh, um, Arthur Findlay College, also Arthur Findlay College was founded in the footsteps of physical, physical mediumship. Right, that's right. So it's uh, they, they are actually denying their own uh, roots right. and their own culture, and they are not willing actually to look at it in a way that it can be made possible. You know, they are from the beginning on creating environmental um, obligatory conditions in which it is very difficult to get along with. 
Right. Even though there's a lot of good, there's a lot of good being done. There's a lot of people who are helped, who are grieving. There's a lot of training of mediums and it's, it's often good training, right? Yeah. But this is, yeah. This is immoral uh, actually to, to deny it. Right. Because actually you, you actually want to, you want to uh, safeguard your, uh, in a competition, you are, the market you have created actually. What's, not want... I, I, what's strange is they don't even need to safeguard the market or anything like that. They just need to collaborate openly, yeah, honestly, yeah, but, 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 with, with more but, physical but mediums. Two streams, two, two, two streams, two currents. The one is the, one is the belief system, so because of, of a worldview thing. Um, that physical mediumship is negated, and the other is, of course, the interest to behold one's own stance and position in a market which is a market of a special interest, and a special interest market is not endless, and they have were so successful in generating the interest in people. Uh, they don't want to share it. And I mean, in the society in which we were born and educated into, uh, we were educated to not share it. Right. We were educated to amass it. Right. And, yeah, and I mean, and additionally, we have experienced, you know, when we went through the crisis of the last three years, I don't know if you... Uh, do remember it, but uh, three years ago or three and a half years ago, everybody was believing we would be so close to a paradigm change, a, a paradigm paradigm change to the good, uh, to a to a consciousness shift, of, to a uh, uh, towards a better uh, human being, and what happened. We went through a paradigm shift, but uh, right into the other direction, and yeah, yeah, yeah. We we were losing a, a lot of of spirituality, and um, uh, people who should have been capable to speak things out, they have not, and. Um, until today, the, the 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 spiritual scene is in regards to the frightening developments we are going through at the moment in our modern system, and there are not so many other rooms in which you can become involved in this form of creational energy. Right, right, right. and the the law of the creativity, the tears and of joy and healing, the evidence. Uh, talking to the Ascended Masters, um, learning that there's 144,000 of them, if not more. <laughs> you know, Jesus and Buddha just being two <laughs> of 144,000. All the experimentation now being done and the ability. I just did a trans-channel gathering a few weeks ago and the owner of Illuminate in Ohio, she said she was at a real seance with another physical medium that we both know, but she was at a real seance of his and her mother in spirit walked out of the cabinet into the room and hugged her, hugged her. 
gave her、oh, a yeah. hug. Yeah, yeah, this is common. I mean, if you once have uh, uh, gone through these many years like me, this will be common. Right,、this、right, common. and that's、I've、what people that sometimes、times. don't realize and understand because it's too hard to. Well, or maybe they don't want to try to understand that it is real and it is possible, and we can collaborate with the spirit world for profound healing. So profound, your own mother or father or husband or wife or child could walk into the seance room under the right conditions, with safety, yeah, yeah. always safety to the medium, but and hold and hold them again. And hug them again,、yeah, and say, "I'll see you soon. I'll see you soon." It, it, yeah, exactly. Goodbye and hello. Goodbye and hello. Right, I'm gonna see you in a little bit. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But you know, it 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 cannot be、um, understood in a way in which in a world in which people are.、Uh, it is harder and harder to to be understood in a world. In which people are educated and brought up, like in ours, in which the focal point still is totally misdirected away from topics like this. There is no educational momentum, neither at the university, as,、uh, uh, um, as long as you are not studying psychology and and the、um, borderline. Uh, uh, um, areas of psychology, of parapsychology. I mean, this is interdisciplinary. You know, as we both know, you cannot study parapsychology. You are, can only become a parapsychologist. Right. Um. So no, neither in school.、Uh, which families are actually, in a way, spiritistic or spiritualistic? That this is part of an upbringing. So our whole culture. Is actually moving、um, away from it, and we really have to do everything that this、uh, won't be gone lost. But you know what? The the spirits are on our side, and I mean, when the Western Hemisphere society was starting to build, I mean, it it was the spirits that were saying stop.、Uh, Do not dare <laughs> to build this new Western civilization society without having a space, having a place for us somewhere in right. the new Western、right. hemisphere. Right, and that was the beginning of the Western movement. And I hope, of course, that all upcoming. Um, I mean, I I will I will when that is the time I will be on my transition voyage、uh, somewhere in the universe. I don't know which steps the earthly humans will choose at these times, but I wish to the world and to the upcoming societies that these practices do not. Start to become forgotten, and that they behold it, and because、uh, it is, it is a gift. It is a treasure. If you have discovered it, there is no more gray day in your life. I, This is something I can promise. Yeah, I know from personal experience. One of the greatest days of my life was when I realized that 
uh, seance is real, that the spirit world can walk into the room with us, that we have that ability, that we all have that ability to talk with them, to see our loved ones, that it's all connected, that it's all possible to collaborate, to work together, to help others, to create more joy, more love, more and I, I, you know, people get 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 upset with me for saying this sometimes. It's fun. It's amazing. It's, an, I, it's a lot it, of it fun. Is fun it's but the, it is, of course, an, it's, it is an ideal of a spiritual movement. What, what you are creating, because I know that that you know and that you do suffer like uh, everybody else under the non-spirituality of believed spiritual people and that so much often you stumble over people um, who we would not necessarily describe as spiritual but they are oh, right. very influential right they say what we do is evil right yeah yeah you spend you spend 40 years training as you have experiencing helping experimenting learning the rules keeping yourself safe making sure you're okay mentally physically emotionally and then dedicate your time dedicate your life dedicate your body dedicate your mind dedicate your heart to helping others actually see what's possible that's how I see it. You have dedicated. Yeah, this is this is it. Yeah, I, I want to. I I am when when I learn that I have opened portals for for people, the thinking portals. Right, thinking Not the portals. portals. We yeah. can see in ourselves is because this is also the yeah. things that yeah. I create <laughs> thinking. visible portals. Right. But I, I am talking about the thinking portals for the people opening possibilities opening routes of thinking and routes of living which were before not concerned by now and then i am then i believe i have uh, done a good job the job i was chosen to yeah do. yeah same here same here um and when people come to these gatherings trance under I'm training under blue light now, but whether it's in the dark because of ectoplasm or under red light, blue light, whatever, in the light, in the day, it's all possible. And when people experience in those things for themselves, it it's it, it is a life changing experience and healthy, healthy, kind, respectful skepticism is welcome. It's smart. Healthy, Absolutely. kind skepticism is wonderful, but Absolutely. don't be cruel and don't shut it down before you actually go honestly, yeah. Yeah. see yeah. for yourself. For us, it was uh, natural to, for example, work with uh, uh, um, illusionists, with, with um, magicians. You know, magicians are besides scientists the best observers. Oh, us. yeah. Bobby Gallo is one of my favorite. Uh, he used to be a very good magician, knows all about it, and became 
a basically parapsychological researcher and now believes. Oh yeah, many and many, believes many magicians became. Yeah, mm -hmm. and knows it's real, and he knows all the tricks, and that's the best kind. Yeah, <laughs> exactly, exactly. We, we, for example, we worked with the famous Switzerland medium who, uh, um, magician, excuse me, who had in his repertoire fake seances. So he knew exactly about uh, the techniques right. and routines and props and whatnot. Um, yeah, and we did that frequently um, every, I don't know, three or four years. We tried to invite a um, magician. <laughs> I love that. I didn't know that. <laughs> Oh yeah, you, guys. yeah. You, can, you can find their reports <laughs> yeah. uh, on the website. Yeah, yeah. You were speaking about the Noah's Ark Society also. Uh, their archives, their newsletters are all free and online also. But you, since you brought it up, where can people find you and your work and the current science? You are working with Dr. Eckhart Cruz with doing amazing, beautiful science. It's on YouTube. Everybody can see some of it there, but they can also go to your website, right? Right. So the the YouTube channel is called uh, TV Beyond by Kai Mugger. Um and the website is uh, kaimugger.com. Thank you. kaimugger.de. Thank you. Thank you for that. And thank, thank you, you dear, for all that you do for humanity. That's the way I see it. Yeah, you're thank right. You. Yeah, you're right. Thank and thank you for keeping it um compassionate and yet uh, a little punk rock very much so yes <laughs> thank, you. thank you and thanks everybody for being here um i want to take a moment again to let you all know that um you can look up kai the science you can look up his research his history client testimonials um the work that they do is is amazing and wonderful and real and if you've heard differently, go look for yourself, go to Germany, sit in a seance, and you'll be at the International Physical Mediumship Conference next April in New York. I do believe there's only, they're only letting, you guys are only letting in about 100 people or so for four days of four different seances with Gary Mannion, Vinnie Marr, and Bill Bolt. Um, but you'll be in New York, so if anyone wants to look that up, Albany, first week of April. I know you're going to Neil's Farm near Lilydale. I will finally get to experience one of your seances at Neil's Farm next April. Oh, yes, you should. You I'm, I'm going to be there. I'm going to make sure. I'm going to bring my circle leader friend with me because <laughs> she hasn't done a real seance yet either. But um, thank you. Thank you to yes, you and Julia. You. Thank you to both of you. And um, you. see you later, everybody. <laughs> Absolutely. Yes. Right. Bye bye, everybody. Bye bye. Thanks this is uh, bye -bye. first bye -bye. live stream from Orb Magic. Um, and uh, we'll see how it goes. We'll see how it Congrats. goes. Okay, let me see if I can end. I'm going to come back, though, onto Zoom if it does end, just to say hello okay. to you. Thank you. Okay, <laughs> goodbye, everybody. See you later.